uh, unless it's an abbreviation, so I don't count it against you when you say S-E-L in all caps. But when you do, we teach to treat all people with respect, no matter their race, religion, or differences. Stop yelling. I can hear you just fine. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind-the-scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we bring you information about current events, past events, and truth about what's happening in today's culture. I'm Amber Archer, co-host of this show, and joining me is my husband, director, author, and co-host, Mark Archer. Hello, Newman. (laughs) So if you want to, you can learn more about the movies we're making and search this podcast archives by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. It's also a great place for you to make that one-time or monthly donation to help share truth in today's culture through the movies we make and this podcast. So we have a lot to cover today as February has been busy with the nationwide release of our new documentary film, The Mind Polluters, through Faith Content Network. And we'll be responding to a recent email received from a kindergarten teacher after she watched the movie. And we'll also be sharing perspective from those on the ground helping to get the mind polluters in communities throughout Nebraska. So, Mark... For those who may just be joining us, welcome, by the way, if you're just joining us. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Can you share with everybody what The Mind Polluters is about before we get started? Oh, sure. Sure. The Mind Polluters is about the graphic sexualization of your children and mine through the public education system Mm -hmm. and the efforts of grassroots organizations and volunteers around the country to expose what graphic comprehensive sex ed, social emotional learning, and all of its affiliated and sundry outlets Mm -hmm. are all about. So it lays out from beginning to end. What is it? Where did it come from? What can be done about it? And apparently it's got way too much truth in it (laughs) for some people to handle. But we'll get to that later. Right. Well, and it was fascinating because over the weekend, um, Alan West actually was at a screening with uh, women on the wall. So this is Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. Yes. And he's running for governor in Texas. He and his policy advisors and everybody, they were there. And I thought it it was fascinating because he got up and addressed the crowd afterwards. And the first thing that he said, he said, wow, it's quiet in here. And that's Mm -hmm. what happens when you're shocked. But he read it. It was interesting because he read um, four different quotes about education. And I'm just going to read them really briefly here. And we'll probably we might play his audio on next week's show. But he said the state must declare the child to be the most precious treasure of the people. As long as the government is perceived as working for the benefit of the children, the people will happily endure almost any curtailment of liberty and almost any deprivation. Adolf Hitler. Oh, Uncle Adolf. I know. For, uh, remember uh, in Wood Drive, George, our first documentary? George Klopfer yeah. called him Uncle Adolf. Yeah, yep. yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, the second quote. Education is a weapon whose effect depends on who holds it in his hands and at whom it is aimed. Mm-hmm. Joseph Stalin. Oh, love Stalin. Love what he's done with that whole country. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one. Give me four years to teach the children, and the seed I have sown will never be uprooted. Who that? Vladimir Lenin. 
Oh, Vlad. Yeah, I've been to Vlad's tomb. Yeah. He's yeah, his his to Vlad, yeah, his tomb is in Red Square. Oh. Wow. I've been there. Yeah. Okay. And the last quote that he read, education is free. Freedom of education shall be enjoyed under the condition fixed by law and under the supreme control of the state. And who's that from? Karl Marx. Communist Manifesto. Of course. Yeah. Karl. So, so, I mean, it, it was it was fascinating to watch him address the crowd after they watched the mind polluters because people are just like shocked in just in awe. Yeah. That's the, the, the usual reaction that people have um, because the the information in the film is – there's one screening that I that we did where they <laughs> they made popcorn. And I thought this is unique because it's not really a popcorn movie. Right. right? <laughs> it's more of a more of a Kleenex kind of a film. You just you just weep at the end. But I think it was pretty profound to have somebody like Lieutenant Colonel Alan West showing the film and uh, talking after that. Maybe maybe he would come on our podcast. Maybe well, I mean, maybe we'll reach out to him. We love and, bringing you guys guests on the show. Yeah. I mean, it's and we also should should give a shout out to. Um, Patriot Mobile, mm-hmm. uh, Turning Point USA, mm-hmm. Mercury One, and the Justice Reform. The Justice Reform. They also held a large screening in the Dallas area, mm-hmm. and um, the film was very well received. And um, it's phenomenal to watch the grassroots because this is not in theaters. Mm-hmm. This is this is <laughs> we don't have a big budget. You know, we have no Hollywood budget going <laughs> this on is here. True. This so is true. so you know marketing is 100% word of mouth and it's incredible to watch the Lord work. So, you know, praise God for what he's doing through everyone. This, this isn't, this isn't about, um, Mark and Amber. It's, (laughs) it's about everyone. We, the people. And I do have to say, I mean, I, I'm shocked and amazed and grateful, uh, you know, Patriot mobile. They're the ones that really made that event happen and they just went above and beyond. Mm -hmm. And, I tell you what, it's just it's refreshing to see um, the people come together. Yeah, and 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 a corporation of that size, yeah, that stands for Christian values, mm-hmm. and I'm just I'm grateful. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, and so and and also in Nebraska, I had to read this. I came across this, and um, I've seen newspaper ads that people are taking out for screenings of the film. People are buying radio spots all over the country. I mean, it's really incredible yeah. to to watch the people come together. Um, but I did want to uh, read this from Paul Ehrenberger in uh, Nebraska, Protect Nebraska Children. And they've got over, you know, they've got almost 22,000 people in their in their private group. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a part of their group just just because I like to watch what's happening in Nebraska since we filmed there. And Nebraska is a large part of the story in the Mind Bluters. Right. So it's, here's here's his write up. And I just wanted to share it with you guys because we I read this and I was a little um, it's humbling because you do something and, you know, we're responsible for the effort. The Lord is responsible for the results. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the way we've left it. We said, yes, Lord, we will go. We will do this. Here's It's everything we have. Yeah. It's all we got. So I'll read this from Paul. I said, oh, how I rejoice that God is using the Mind Polluters documentary movie to embolden Nebraskans from, quote, every walk of life. 
throughout every tiny hamlet and every city across Nebraska. And he gives eight points as to what the Mind Polluters is doing. The Mind Polluters movie is one, giving pastors courage to equip parents for protecting their children, families, and faith. Two, giving school administrators wisdom to inform and empower parents in their schools. Three, reaching immigrant parents who don't yet speak English with Spanish captions. Because we just got our Spanish subtitling done for the film, and mm -hmm. that's available. Four, encouraging school board members and other elected officials to become better informed leaders who defend their communities. Five, inspiring common sense citizens to run for local school board and other offices. Six, making people more aware of new legislation and the process of lawmaking. Seven, motivating people to know about the policy positions of candidates who their precious votes are going for. And number eight, instilling Christ-led determination, hope for the future, and love for one another. Thank you, Paul. Mm -hmm. What a what a precious gift it is to us and encouragement. It means more than more than you know. Yeah, it's. I, I've thought of several quotes over the past few weeks about courage. Number one, courage is contagious, mm -hmm. um, and I don't know who said all these. Um, the second one that I thought of is one man with courage makes a majority. Mm -hmm. um, and that one's pretty profound, especially in this day and age. One mm -hmm. man with courage makes a majority. And I remember one from, <clears throat> and, I, and, and I, I don't think that he originated this, but uh, years ago we did a project and we, and we filmed some material with uh, Dr. Alan Keyes. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget him saying, talking about courage and he said courage doesn't mean that you're not afraid it means you go anyway yeah well and, and while you're saying that there's another one that i just thought of fear is a reaction courage is a decision that's a good one too yeah and what you're seeing is people being inspired because they they they're inspired to be courageous mm -hmm. right and because everyone in the film is courageously speaking the truth right so courage is contagious. It gets it does get people riled up, but it gets re people riled up with the truth. And I think people are the most riled up by seeing men and women who are in this film not being afraid to say what needs to be said. And there was another one that we just had a conversation here before we were recording this morning and and, and a woman said Mark and Amber in the film give me a confirmation of sanity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you you think that you're losing your mind. Yeah. Because, the, because these things can't possibly be happening. Right. You don't want to believe it. Right. Yet the evidence is right in front of you. Mm -hmm. But but you've been we've been told over and over and over and over and over again, no, that's not really what's happening. No, it's not I know that looks red, but it's not really red. It, it is red. It is happening. It's your eyes are not deceiving you. It is happening. So we're happy to, you know, have the conversations, light the torch and hold it high. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and, and in speaking of having conversations, so we're going to read an email that we got from a, a teacher we, who we shall not name. Um, we're just going to call her Jane. 
because, mm-hmm. you know, we listen, it's interesting to hear people in, instantly lash out and say that this is anti-teacher and it's fear mongering and, mm-hmm. you know, give me give me all your talking points, whatever, right. because over half of the people in the film are teachers, ex-teachers, right. Right. you know, you know, what I mean? so at some level, including the hosts. Thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> OK, so. I think what we're going to do is we're going to um, address these because it's worth having the conversation. We do not mind having a conversation, um, but we do have to address some things. So mm-hmm. this is Dear Jane, Mark and Amber respond. <laughs> uh, so we've got five paragraphs and we'll just pause after each one. Are you going to read it or am I? It doesn't. I'll read it. OK, you, you be Jane. I'll be Jane. This came through our email from our website. Mm-hmm. To whom it may concern. Mm-hmm. I am a public kindergarten teacher, and I do, in capital letters, make a difference in children's lives. I am not quite understanding your intent to shame and harm public schools. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> we are in no way trying to harm or shame public schools. And I would love to see you cite your sources here. How is it that this film uh-huh. is out to shame. Well, well, let me back up. If you are in a school and you're teaching this, shame on you. Right. So I, I guess I'll take that lash, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, to harm public schools. Jane, the public schools are harming the children. Mm-hmm. So they're so harming themselves. They are harming the children. They're harming themselves. We are simply pointing it out. For parents to be aware. For parents to be aware. So, and to to the first line, uh, I'm glad that you're our kindergarten teacher. We need good kindergarten teachers. I do make a difference in children's lives. Jane, nobody said that you didn't. Nope. Nobody accused you of being an ineffective anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you. Okay. Okay, okay. let's move on. Okay, second paragraph. I do teach SEL. So for anyone who doesn't know, SEL is social and emotional learning. That has been a hot button. It's, well, through the film, you you see how social emotional uh, learning is used in the schools to bring about all kinds of change. And here's where it really gets interesting. Here we go. Most of the teachers in my school are Christian. It does not need to be a private or charter school to teach the golden rule, which is a huge part of SEL. We teach. Okay, I'll let uh, you finish the paragraph. I've got a few more sentences here. Okay, okay hang on. <laughs> we teach to treat all people with respect, no matter their race, religion, or differences. That is about as Christian as it gets, don't you think? Treat people, and I'm, I'm stressing this because these are capital letters, right. with respect. We do not even discuss anything about being gay, transgender, etc. We do discuss how some people might be different than ourselves, but that does not make it right to treat them with disrespect. The golden rule, right? Okay, so so I know you have comments, but let me just say something really quickly. Okay. I know you're you're chomping at the bit to <laughs> respond. If we're teaching the golden rule, which is out of do scripture. Un, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Yeah, Matthew 7, 12. Right. Okay, so if you're going to teach scripture, why not teach all of scripture? 
Oh. I mean, if we want to, if we want to get it right. Smack. No, it's not a smack. It's just observation purposes only. I mean, let's just be real. Right. If we're going to cherry pick, you can't cherry pick. Let's teach the whole context, right? Let's go. We can do that another day. (laughs) Okay. So what's your thoughts on this paragraph? Okay. Well, first of all, a little bit of uh, typing etiquette, Jane, when you put all caps. But when you put all caps, uh, that's the equivalent of screaming. So uh, unless it's an abbreviation, so I don't count it against you when you say S-E-L in all caps. But when you do, we teach to treat all people with respect, no matter their race, religion or differences. Stop yelling. I can hear you just fine. Um, Okay, most of the teachers in my school are Christian. Great. It does not need to be a private or charter school to teach the golden rule, which is a huge part of SEL. Hmm. Well, actually, um, SEL, if you look at it, especially in Indiana, where they teach the morals. mm -hmm. I mean, it's in their documentation. They're teaching your children morals. Right. So whose morals are you teaching? So. Jane, I think that you would agree that there are a lot of versions of social emotional learning. So if you have indeed watched The Mind Polluters, you know that we give examples from a lot of different programs. And one in particular that we do focus on is called Leader and Me, mm-hmm. which is an SEL program written by Stephen R. Covey, the guy who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. Uh-huh. Um, the golden rule, extracting the golden rule from leader and me, it's not real. It's, it's kind of a a stretch. That's a stretch. (laughs) Okay. So, um, keep going here. So third paragraph, we treat all people. Hold on. No, I'm not done. No, you're not done yet. No, I'm not done. Uh, All people with respect. I hope that you do. We didn't say that you didn't. Um, that is about as Christian as it gets, don't you think? Actually, that's part of being a believer. But what being a believer really is, if we're just being, you know, straight up about it, it's about repentance. Repent and believe and be baptized. That's what Christ said. So it's not, it's, I, I hate to, you know, but you brought it up. Uh, treat with respect we do not even discuss anything about someone being gay transgender etc and then the, the problem is we have we have no context i don't no have any context, context for what she's talking about. i don't know i right it doesn't didn't say that it was necessarily happening in every single classroom but that is the point of sel um, are you ready to move on okay go ahead okay so this one this paragraph here third paragraph i really struggled with I had a tran from from her email. Mm-hmm. I had a transgender boy in my room last year. Remember, she's a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that, especially at five years old. But none of the kids knew he was really a girl. That was his parents' choice. So I treated her as a boy. None of the other children knew. It was never discussed. That is what I have to do as a professional and to treat people right. You go ahead. You can have the first word on this one. Because I I have thoughts and comments as well. 
Jane, let me just uh, sum this up. So you lied to this child. Yes, this is a girl who mom and dad had convinced to pretend she was a boy. And let me just let me just pause and say this is exactly what you continue to see happening from the school districts. Mm-hmm. I mean, read headlines today. You've got kids who are wanting to commit suicide because the school has told them that they can be a different gender and parents don't know about it. Mm-hmm. So but in this case, the parents know about it and that was their wishes. Right. Not the child. So Jane, child abuse. Jane let me ask you something. So. If mom and dad send their little girl to your classroom, you know that this is a girl, but they insist that you go along with the lie that this is a boy. You have so much respect for the parents that you will go along with lying to this child about obvious biology. Obvious biology. You are lying to this child. Kindergarten Pur- teacher. Pur- purposely. Purposely lying, going in, along with the lie. In some of the most formative years of their lives. Right. So if that's the case, then if I send my kindergartner to your classroom and insist that you allow them to pray, uh, teach from the scriptures, will you respect my wishes? Because that is what you have to do as a professional and to treat people right. <laughs> Isn't it, Jane? Okay, right. go ahead. Your turn. Well, the the first thing, and the reason I struggled with this paragraph, because my first thought is, okay, you're talking about a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And if no one in the class knew, that means that this little girl was going into the little boy's bathroom mm-hmm. every day at school. And we think, somehow you think that that's acceptable as a teacher, protecting children mm-hmm. and teaching them the truth what what are you thinking and and honestly honestly i i feel like that's the that's the reason you're lashing out at us mm-hmm. you now see for yourself the insanity yeah. of of what you're doing yeah and jane let me just let me just call you out right to the core i know where you learned this it was in you know, your higher education at some point and where they're pulling it from is a is a from a pedophile by the name of Dr. John Money. Mm-hmm. OK, and well, on a later episode, we're going to shred him to pieces, too. I'm just going to shred this. But let's go ahead with your <laughs> we got two more paragraphs, two more paragraphs. Oh, and this is where, again, personal opinion comes into, into effect. The world is really different. And things are happening that I don't agree with, but schools are not indoctrinating kids like you say. We are teaching them to, quote, do the right thing and treat people right, end quote. We are also trying to keep kids from throwing chairs through the air, hitting and kicking people, and using foul language. These are the kinds of things that happen in schools. So, yes, we are trying to teach them how to self-regulate and not hurt someone. We have to teach this as they come from homes where the golden rule has not been taught. Where would our society be if teachers didn't do this? You want to go first this time? (laughs) No, go ahead. 
Um, okay. Uh, things that you don't agree with, uh, but schools are not indoctrinating kids like you say. Um, yes, they are. You're wrong. They are indoctrinating. That is what you are doing. When you are teaching a little girl that she's a boy, that's called indoctrination. That's what it is. You're lying to not only that little girl, but everybody else in the class. That's indoctrination. And what happens? What happens? How do you deal with when the other little boys call out the little girl for not being an actual little boy? Then do you punish them? Do you right. punish all the other kids? That's that's indoctrination by force. Well, that, and that's what's happening. Through- yes, there's punishment now that comes from... From the school, from you as the teacher, no, you will refer, you will deny reality, you will deny biology, and call this little girl boy. Mm-hmm. That's indoctrination, Jane. Um, I'm glad that you're keeping them from throwing chairs through the air. I, that and is, you know that what, is you know what huge, the problem is? That's a huge problem. I well, hear about that all the time. Well, and, and we've talked about this before, because what has happened is you've removed discipline from the classroom. And... You now are disciplining their emotions, you know, mm-hmm. social emotional learning, and you're punishing kids who actually believe the truth. Right. So it's not that we've really removed discipline. We've shifted discipline. Oh, there you go. That's what I mean. You are not disciplined now for misbehaving. You are disciplined for not complying. Mm-hmm. Right. And now That's you have the, a whole whole generation of children who are so confused. Yes. And the, uh, I hate to point this out, but as a teacher, you're going along with the confusion. Right. And you're actually, going along with it. Actually giving it to them. Right. You're lying to the student the, the same way the administration is lying to the student, the same way the parents are lying to their children. And what happens when they wake up to this and they discover that all of these adults in their lives have been lying to them? Right. And I pointed this out when we first read this email together. And I said, you know, what happens? Because I know our kids, they love to go back and look through their their school yearbooks. And, you know, they're in elementary school. They love to go back and see their friends and how they've grown. So imagine this little girl who's being treated as a little boy. Um, You get into fourth, fifth, sixth grade and you start flipping. What what happens if one day this child wakes up and says, you know, I don't have all these things that I'm seeing in the little boy's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Where are my parts? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so you're going to go back and look and see, oh, this teacher never told me the truth. This teacher never told me the truth. Mm-hmm. Who these people who are supposed to be trusted adults. Yep. No one told me the truth. Right. Not even the kids parents. And let me tell you something. Jane, if you're going along with this, you're just as nuts as the people who think that they're the opposite sex. <laughs> you are just as insane. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. We'll move okay, on. One last, more paragraph. Last paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where's your little paper bag? <laughs> <laughs> Too much coffee. Okay, go ahead. I am assuming that many of you in this group, um, I don't know what group she's talking about. Mm. Group therapy. Maybe. I'm assuming that many of you in this group have not been public educators, so you really have no idea what we have to deal with every day. Public schools have to accept all, whereas private and charter schools do not have to accept all. What is to become of those children who are not accepted? That doesn't seem very Christian to me. 
but people charging money for this event and asking for hundreds and thousands of dollars for your cause doesn't seem very Christian either. Is this, so, is this so you can give the money to politicians? Oh, I see. It's about padding someone's pocket more than about the children. Hmm. If we get rid of public education, then we can profit from these schools. Making money off of children's backs and not serving all is not Christian at all. Think about it. I have I have a clip I'd like to play before we discuss this last paragraph. <laughs> okay. Like that guy that invented the pet rock? You see, that's what you have to do. You have to use your mind and come up with some really great idea like that. And you can make millions, never have to work again. You think the pet rock was a really great idea? Sure it was. The guy made a million dollars. You know, I had an idea like that once, a long time ago. Really, what was it, Tom? Well, all right. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. You see, it would be this mat that you would put on the floor and would have different conclusions written on it that you could jump to. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes. Yes, it's horrible, this idea. Oh, you and your movie quotes. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had to. Where to start with this one? Wait, wait, tell everybody which, which movie that was from. Oh, that's from Office Space. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's a classic of the 90s. Uh, yes, from, from Mike Judge, who brought us Beavis and Butthead. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I just I had to, you know, because I am assuming. So we're jumping to conclusions. Mm-hmm. You're assuming. So you're assuming, you, you admit here. You're assuming because you don't know us, and right. we don't know you. Okay, so I'm not sure which group we're talking about. Many of you in this group, which group are we talking about? I don't know. Have not been public educators. Um, I have taught. I have. I have taught in public schools, not as a full time teacher, but as a guest lecturer, guest teacher. So I do have an idea of what the public schools are like. Of but all ages. Of all ages, but you're right. I don't teach full-time so you got me there uh no idea what you have to deal with every day maybe it's a group of everybody in the film because over half of the people in the film are actually came from education right i don't know so public schools have to accept all we're talking about students whereas private and charter schools do not this is true i will give you i'll give you that but nobody, have, nobody said anything. I mean, she's the one who brought this into the conversation. Right. This, I, don't, this I, don't has, even know, I don't have context to what has, she's even talking has, about. I, I'm not sure what bearing this has because we, we don't talk about that at maybe, all. Maybe because she's a, she, as she said in the beginning, she's a public kindergarten teacher. So maybe right. because she's public school because teacher. Because for, she doesn't have any choice. She's forced to take these kids. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I understand. Got it. Um, what is to become of those children who are not accepted? Which children are we talking about? Uh, are we talking about the the, the we're talking about the, the same children that you're lying to and telling them that they're the opposite gender? I think it might be. Uh, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem very Christian to me. Okay, what is that referring to? That 
uh, not accepting all children. Okay, but but again, this is a straw man argument. You, I don't know. Again, it, it we're we're so far off in the weeds here because we didn't. This has nothing to do with the mind polluters, right? <laughs> Here, here's where we get to the jump to conclusions, Matt. <clears throat> but charging people money for this event. <laughs> so far, let's just we'll clarify for okay, everyone. So, go ahead. so far, we have screening representatives across the nation mm-hmm. and they are free. There's no no admission and there's there were, a free will offering at the end. So you right. can choose to give right. whatever you'd like. There was one screening uh, right. at the very beginning mm-hmm. that was a fundraiser for our ministry fundraiser fundraiser for so jane let, let me ex- let me explain how this works uh things cost money to produce and movies are not cheap to produce either now uh mark and amber run a non-profit non-profit filmmaking ministry to help fund these films. And I said, help fund these films because what doesn't come in through donations comes from Mark and Amber. Okay. So, um, in fact, a large percentage of it has come from Mark and Amber. So charging people money for this event, unless you were at that one event. Okay. Or, now, with the with any films that are being put on by Faith Content Network, yes, they are ticketed now. Eleven dollars per $11. ticket. Eleven dollars. Eleven dollars. Hundreds and thousands of dollars. N- hundreds of thousands, billions and billions of dollars. Eleven dollars, <laughs> Jane. Okay, um, and asking for hundreds and thousands of dollars for your cause. <laughs> that doesn't seem very Christian. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what she says. Um, cite your sources. Right? You Certainly you brought evidence, Jane, because we have never gotten up at the few screenings that we've been to. We have never gotten up and asked people for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Nope. Not once. Uh, in fact, we don't even ask people for money. No, well, here you got to you got to move on because it, it's the next one that I love. Right. Is this so you can give money to the politicians? <laughs> Which okay. politician? What are you talking about? Again, no context. Jane, jump. You've been to college, so you understand how to cite your sources. Why don't you prove it? Okay. Um, 501c3 does not get involved with political candidates. Don't endorse okay? anybody. We don't endorse people. We don't Just we because don't they do show that. up at our events, people are people. It's still a free country. We're south of the Canadian border. We're still free, right? So they can come. Um, I'm not giving the money to them. Oh, I see, she says. It's about padding someone's pocket more than, uh, more that about the, typo, typo, Jane. Spell check. Um, It's about padding someone's pocket more than about the children. Again, we're jumping to monstrous Right, we don't know her. She doesn't know us. She has no idea. Whatever. I love this. And then she's got this in quotes. 
Hmm, if we get rid of public education, then we can profit from these schools. Tell me how that's possible. Wow. <laughs> wow. You've got you've got this I'm I would love to know what master plan you have credited us with. <laughs> Cuz I don't know how that would work. Making money off of children's backs and and not serving all is not Christian at all. I would love to know if Jane claims to be a Christian is what I would think about it. Yeah, think about it. I am thinking about it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking hard about it. And I, 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 I don't understand most of what you've written here. Yeah. Because it has nothing to do with the film that we've produced. Yeah. We, you know, we got another email several weeks ago from a woman who was upset, just as upset about the film. Hadn't even seen the film. Hadn't even watched the film. It was but just the she trailer. Knew all about it. All about it. What? She was what? ready to tell us everything that we were doing wrong, and it was only the trailer that she had seen. <laughs> Again, teachers, do we have to go back to school? Apparently, they didn't teach you about context. Context. Listen, I've been, I graduated high school, so did you. <laughs> I've even been through public university and i understand context you have to cite things okay which, which the mind polluter does really well and i think that's probably the the big problem i do too right they they run out of there with their hair on fire we were at a screening a, a, a week and a half two weeks ago and and there were two women that came in late and left about 45 minutes early and you you could just read the body language <laughs> and i i saw them come in and I said, those are, I guarantee those are teachers. And then they stormed out. Yeah. And all's well. I mean, hey, you don't have to like the film. Listen, I, we I don't, don't care. care. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Listen, I don't, you're not hurting my feelings. You don't like me. You don't like the film. Fine. Ain't no skin off my back. It's not for you. <laughs> no, it's for the parents and the communities who right. are willing to take a stand for the children. Right. Again, uh, meet me on the field of facts. Show up with your proof. Mm hmm. Ours is in the film. Like yeah. everything that we have in the film is cited, and it's ah, gosh, I hate to point this out, but it's all from the materials used in the schools. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, sorry, I don't, I don't know how you're gonna work around that, but I'm reading from your lesson plans. Yeah, and well, you're mad about it. Well, and I think, and I think that's the thing. People think just because just because these things are happening on the coasts that it's not. In the small rural towns, and it's it's not happening in their mm -hmm. community. Um, unfortunately, these things are happening, and it's coming quickly and right. e with even more speed. Right. And I can I just you know going back to to this, you're a kindergarten teacher, and you are going along with the lie. Okay, you're going along with the lie, convincing this child that they are not the sex that they were born. You are the problem. Yeah. You are the problem. Not even going to apologize for that. Don't so. shoot the messenger. Yeah. I mean, sorry. Well, you guys, thank you. Thank you for tuning in and listening today and sticking around with us till the end. So we could um, share both sides of the arguments happening right now around the mind polluters. And if you want to learn more, be sure to check out our website, fearlessfeatures.org. And next week, we can give you some more information on 
Faith Content Network, how that's working, and catch everybody up to speed. Maybe even have Alan West have his um, little speech. It's about nine minutes, ten minutes. Yeah, we'll look for a good copy of it. Yeah. All right, you guys, that's all the time we have for today. Have a wonderfully blessed day. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.